With Hashem's assistance, we're learning Kedushin Daf Ayin Aleph, page 71. We begin at the very bottom of Ayin Alma Beis, page 70b, the last word on the fourth to bottom line. Our Rabbi Chalboy, Rabbi Chalboy says, Kashem Gerenli Sfakis the converts are difficult to the Jewish people like a wound. Shenemar, as the verse says, And the converts shall accompany them, and that shall be added on to the house of Jacob. It says here, they shall be added on with the selection of Vinispechu. And the verse says elsewhere, In reference to a wound, it uses the word which also means an addition. I guess it's something that's sticking above the skin. So therefore, so we see that the a convert, in a certain sense, can be like a wound to the Jewish people. So Tosis has multiple explanations of why it would be that a convert would be considered something difficult for the Jewish people. And uh, the Pshat the Rambam holds like is that is the Pshat of Avram Ager. Avram Ager said that the, the reason that it's difficult for the Jewish people is because since the converts are so medactic, they're so careful in mitzvah observance, so they make the other Jews who've been around for much longer look not so good. Amr Bichama Barchanina, Bichama Barchanina says as follows, Kisha Kodesh Baruchu, Metar Shvatim, when Hashem is purifying the tribes, meaning He's giving them their proper lineage, Shitta Shal Levi Metar Tchila, the first tribe that He's going to do this for is going to be for Levi. Shinemar, the verse says, Vayesh Metarev, and the purifier sat, Umetar Kasef, He purified the silver, Vitir Asbene Levi, He purified the children of Levi, Vizike Kaisam, He purified them Kizav, like gold, Uchachasef, and like silver, Ayil Hashem Agisha Mincha Bitzdaka, and it shall be to God those who bring forth the flower offering with righteousness. Silver has the ability to purify uh, bastards. That he sat, he purified, purifying the silver. So what do we see? We're making a drush out of the verse. That a person who's a mamzer gets a lot of money, so people will want to marry into his family. What's going to happen in the end? What does it mean at the end of the verse when it says that they're going to bring the flower offerings with righteousness? There's a righteousness, a charity that God did for the Jewish people. That a family that mixed in, they got mixed into it, mamzerim, so we don't separate them out, we don't ruin them, we don't say that this Jewish family Family is not considered kosher. The Gemara continues. Gufa, we said in previous lemma, Yehuda Mashmuel, Yehuda Sanlei Mashmuel, Kalaretz is Yisrael Yisrael, Yisrael 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 In regards to lineage, so the, all the other lands are considered lower in status than the land of Israel, and Israel is considered lower in status in regards to lineage than Babylonia. Bimei Rebbe, Bikshulah says, Babel Yisrael Yisrael. In the times of Rebbe, so they wanted to say that Babylonia is worse in regards to lineage than the land of Israel. Amalahen, so he said to them, You're placing thorns between my eyes. If you want, so deal with this question with Rabbi Hanin Rachama. He'll explain the issue to you. So Rabbi Hanin Rachama dealt with them. Amar Lahem, he said to them, This is what I received from Yishmael, the son of Rabbi Yaisi. All of the lands are considered secondary in regards to the land of Israel, in regards to lineage. And Israel is considered secondary in regards to Babylonia. Again, in the times of Rabbi Pinchas, so they tried to do the same thing to say that the lineage in Babylonia is worse than the land of Israel. So he said to his servants as follows, When I see these two things in the base Medrash, in the study hall, so quickly take me with my bed, I guess it seems that he wasn't able to walk, and run with me. When he came in, the first thing he said to them was as follows, to the base Medrash, to the, those who were assembled there to listen to his lecture. There is no, there's no place that we find that there's, a, there's an obligation to slaughter a bird inside of the Torah. 
Adiyasvi become Ainiba. So he intentionally said something that they had to think about. So they were thinking and they were sitting there, Amrlahu, and in the meantime, so he said to them all they were in, they were uh, very involved in trying to understand the first statement, So he said to them, by the way, that all of the lands are considered secondary in regards to the lineage in regards to Israel. However, Israel is considered secondary in regards to Babylonia. So they didn't have a chance yet to think about what he had said. So they took him in his bed and they ran out with him. So they ran after him, but they weren't able to catch up with him. So based on what he said, so they checked into things, they checked into the matter until they reached a dangerous point. Rashi explains that the dangerous point was that they found a certain family who were Bali Zoraya, they were hefty people who would beat you up if, if you said that there was something wrong with them. Upirshu, then they stopped because they didn't want to get beaten up or they didn't want to get killed, whatever it was. Amr Biachanan Rabbiachanan says, Heichla, I swear by the sanctuary of the temple, Biadenuhi, it's within our power. We know exactly who it is that that are Sulim who have uh, difficulty with their lineage. That there were great people, great Sadiqim, great righteous people who have been mixed in with those families. That a family that got mixed in with Mamzerim or other Psulim, so we don't we don't take them out. Amar Abayabai says, We also learned in a Mishnah. There was a certain family called Beis Hatzreifa, and Benzion, which is a certain hefty family, so they pushed them away with their heftiness. There was another family that was problematic with their lineage, and Ben Sion, this, this hefty family, they brought them in, Bizroya, with their power. So, These types of people, which they were forced into the Jewish people, so then Elio and Avi is going to come and separate out the good ones from the bad ones. Only the ones that we know of. But those that we're not aware of, so the families that got mixed in, got mixed in. We learned that there was another one, Haisa. There was another family who had some kind of issue with lineage, and the sages did not want to reveal it. But they would give over the information to their children and to their students. Once every seven years. Those who say it was twice every seven years. It makes sense like the one who says that it's one time every seven years, because like we learned in a Brisa. We have a Brisa that says, that if someone says, I'm going to be a Nazir if I do not reveal the psul of a certain family. So it's better that he be a Nazir, even though we're not supposed to make vows, rather than reveal the psul, the, the blemish in a certain family. Thus we see that if it can be limited, it should be limited as much as possible. Amar Rabbi Baruchana, Rabbi Baruchana says, Amar Rabbi in the name of Rabbi Yechana, Shem ben Arba Oisios, the name of four letters, meaning Hashem's name, Yudke Vavke, Chachamim Moisim Rosilo Talmi Dehem Pamachs B'Shavua. So the sages would give over the explanation, the understanding, and the different ways of pronouncing that name once every seven years. Amar Rabbi Pamayim B'Shavua, the those who say it was given over twice every seven years. Amar Rabbi Yechana, Rabbi Yechana, Rabbi Yechana, Rabbi Yechana, Rabbi Yechana, Rabbi Yechana, Rabbi this is my name forever. It's written without a vav, so it's teaching you that it needs to be like helm, like it's covered up, concealed. So it needs to be only once every seven years. Rav wanted to say a drasha about the name of Hashem in his lecture. So a certain elder said to him, that it's supposed to be concealed. Rabbi Avina, so he brought a contradiction. It says in one place, Zeshemi. 
that this is my name, this is my mansion. So what is the understanding? Why does it seem to say two different things? Is it your name or is it how we mention you? Meaning, is it, does it describe your essence or not, Hashem? I'm not written, the, my name is not written the way it's read. The name of Hashem is written Yud but it's read Aleph Dalet Nun Yud. So that's why it says Zeshemi, because my name is different from the way it's mentioned, the way it's uh, said. Tanaraban, we learned in a Bryce of Arishana, Shem ben Shtemes Originally, used to give over the name of twelve letters. There was a twelve-letter name of Hashem that was given over to everyone. So when, from the time when people started to misuse the name, they would only give it to, to those who were very careful. Amongst the Kohanim, and those Kohanim who were very careful to be modest in a certain sense, so they would swallow up the name. It couldn't be heard while their while their brothers, the Kohanim, were singing. Tanya said, One time, I got up uh, right behind my, my mother's brother. When he went up, obviously his mother's brother was a Kohen. And I leaned my ear towards the high priest. And I heard how he made sure that the name was swallowed up while his brothers, the Kohanim, were singing. The name of 42 letters. So it's only given over its explanation and its pronunciation to somebody who's very modest and very humble and someone who's reached half of his days. I mean, I guess he's like 35 years old. He doesn't get angry. He doesn't get drunk. He doesn't get upset when someone does something wrong to him. And whoever knows the name and is careful about it and protects it in purity. And he's endeared below in this world. And his fear is placed upon all of the creation. And he receives, he inherits two worlds, this world and the next world. Shmuel said in the name of Sava, Babylonia stands in, if you want to know if something, if someone is coming out of there, it's considered that they have good lineage, so there's a chazaka, there's a previous status that they're considered good. Until you know for certain that somebody is blemished in their lineage. But all of the lands, if you don't know, you can assume that they're apostle, that there's a blemish in their lineage. Unless you know for sure that they are in fact kosher. Eretz Yisrael, what about Israel? So it, if there's a, someone who has a chazaka, he has a previous status that he is apostle, apostle. So then he is indeed no good. kosher, kosher. Someone who you know for sure is kosher, then it's, you know that it's kosher. Hagufakasha. So this is a problematic, uh, it's, a con, it's a contradiction in the statement itself. If we said that in, in Israel, so if we have a previous status, they're considered that there's a blemish in the lineage. So that's when we know. Hastama, that sounds like if we don't know, kosher, that they're going to be fine. But then it says muchzak the kosher kosher that only if we have a previous status that we know for sure that he's kosher is he considered kosher hastam apostle but if we don't have any information then we assume that he is in the apostle or Huna Bar Tachlif Mishmei Rav sort of Huna Bar Tachlif says the name of Rav like Kash it's not a problem we turn to Ayin Al from Beis why is it not Ram Kan Lasiya Isha Kan Lahitzi Isha Miyod it depends if you're going to marry a woman to this person who's from Israel so then you have to be worried that maybe he doesn't have good yichus you have to check into the yichus however once she's already been married we're not going to say that you know let's get divorced because we don't know anything we'll assume that he's a kosher. Anyone who speaks like a Babylonian, he's got that Babylonian accent, 
So then you're allowed to marry a woman to her because you can assume that in fact he is from Babylonia and he has good lineage. However, today, nowadays, there are people who, who intentionally take on that Babylonian accent in order to prove that they have good lineage. So we have to be worried that perhaps this person is not actually Babylonian. So Ziri was trying to get away from Rabbi Yechonon. Rabbi Yechonon wanted Ziri to marry his daughter. Rabbi Yechonon was from Israel and Ziri seems like he was from Babylonia. So he didn't want to marry his daughter because he came from Israel where he didn't have such good yichus. They were going on the path. They came to a certain body of water. So Ziri, so he, he had Rabbi Yechonon sit on his shoulders become Averle and he was carrying him across this body of water. So Rabbi Yechonon says to Ziri, so the Torah that we have, the Torah that I have for you to teach you, that's going to be good enough for you, but my, my daughter is not going to be good enough to you? My daitich, what's your opinion? Why do you hold this way? If it's because the Mishnah says, that ten different lineages came up from Babylonia, they all went to Israel, all of the Psulim, did all of the, the Kohanim, Leviim, and Yisraelim all go out? Just like they were left over from the Kohanim, Leviim, and Yisraelim, and they were still left in Babylonia, so that they were left over of all the psulim as well in Babylonia. So he missed that which was stated, Rabbi Lazar, that Rabbi Lazar said, Ezra did not leave Babylonia until he had made Babylonia to be as pure as fine flour. And that's when he went up. Ula came to Pumbedisa, to the house of Yehuda. He saw Rav Yitzchak, the son of Yehuda, that he was grown and he had not married. So he says to Rav Yehuda, why haven't you married your son to, to a woman? He says, how do I know who to marry him to? I don't know who has good lineage. He says to him, how do we know who we are coming from? How do we know that we have good lineage? Perhaps it's, we came from the women that we're talking about in the verse, there were women during the times of the destruction of the temple that were ravaged, and virgins in the cities of Judah. So maybe we come from those people, those women who were ravaged by these non-Jews. So we would be also have bad lineage. And if it's because you hold, you can't prove anything from that verse because it was a non-Jew or a slave that comes on a, a regular Jewish woman, so the child is not considered a mamzer. Maybe we come from the following, the verse says about them, those who sleep on beds of ivory, and there's pungence upon their beds. This is referring to people who they urinate next to their next to their beds while they're naked. Because in those days they used to sleep without clothes on. So Rabbi Avo would curse such people. If so, if that's what the verse is referring to, that's it, it says afterwards, now they're going to go off into exile, the, the, in the front of the exiles, just because they're urinating next to their belt without clothes on, they're going to go out, they're going to be the first of the exiles, so rather, says these are people who they eat and they drink together, attach their beds to each other, and they exchange their wives with each other, and they make pungent their beds with the semen of other people.
So that's why it's so bad. So maybe we come from those people. That's what Ula was saying to Rabbi Yehuda. So he says to him, so what should I do? How can I find a proper wife for my son? He says to him, Go after people that you find that are quiet. People who are more humble or more quiet. That's you're going to know that they have good lineage. Like the certain guy who was checking out the people from Israel. When two people would argue with each other, he would see which one would be first to be quiet. And he would say, this one is the one who has a greater lineage. Rav says that if there's someone who's quiet from Babylonia, that shows that he has good lineage. Rav came to a certain place. When he checked out the place, my love, maybe he was checking out if they had good lineage. The Gemara says, no, he was actually checking out whether they were quiet, and that's how he would know if they had good lineage. This is what he means. Go check out if they are quiet or not, and then you'll know if they have good lineage. If you see two people who are fighting with each other, there's something wrong with the lineage of one of them. And, and from the heavens, they're not allowing this one to stay attached to his friend because they want to remove the puzzle one from the kosher one. If you see, see two families that are fighting with each other, there's something wrong with the lineage of one of them. And they're not allowing these two families to stay connected. Our Papa said in the name of Rav, Babel Bria, Babylonia is healthy. Mishan Misa, Mishan, the place called Mishan is deathly. Madai Choyla, the place of Madai is sick. Elam Gaisesis, Elam is on its deathbed. And this is talking about, by the way, this is talking about each of the different places in regards to lineage, so it has different status. It's either healthy, meaning it's good lineage, and Babylonian Mishan is Misa, their mamish, like really horrible. So we're going to see. What's the difference between a sick, the place that's sickly, and a place that is, uh, you know, on its deathbed? So, most people who are sick, they end up alive. So you can assume in that place that most of the people there are in fact kosher. However, most people who are on their deathbed, they end up dying. So therefore, this you can assume that in Elam, most of the people are not kosher. Nothing Gemara gets into what's considered Babylonia, because we need to know, as far as lineage, you know, if you want to know that someone came from Babylonia, so we have to know where is Babylonia. Rav says that it goes until Nahar Azak, this river Azak. Rav says, Till the river Yuani. Above in the Diglas River, how far does it go? Rav Omar, Rav says, Ad Bagda Va'avna, till these two places, Bagda and Avna. He says it goes until Mushkini, but not including Mushkini. Didn't Rabbi Chibar Abba say in the name of Shmuel that Mushkini, in fact, is considered like Pumpadisa? It's considered, it has good lineage, it's considered like part of Babylonia. So rather, change it to be that the border goes until Mushkini and it includes Mushkini. To the bottom of the river Diglas, how far does it go, Babylonia? Until the there are two different apamya places. One above, one below. One of them is kosher, it's considered part of Babylonia, one of them is not considered. Between the two of them, there's a parsa, it's a certain measure, a certain distance. And they're very stringent upon 
upon each other. They don't even lend fire to each other, meaning they're in a fight. You can figure out which one is possible. The one that speaks Mishnis, they're, they're like the people, they're closer to Mishan, which we said before is a place which is like death. It's completely full of psulim, full of people that are no good. So that's the place. The place is closer to that one. That's the apamia that's no good, that the people there have bad lineage. The Elba Pras Adhecha, how far up on the river, the Euphrates River? Rav Omar Ad Akra de Tulbakni. So Rav, has, Rav says, until this place, Akra de Tulbakni. Yishmul Omar Ad Gishra de Bepras. He says, no, go to the Euphrates Bridge. And this was a farther up area who's adding on more area to Babylonia. Rabbi Yechonin Omar Ad Mavra, Mavras de Gizma. Rabbi Yechonin said, no, it goes until Mavras, this, this pass, this Gizma pass. Laita by Vitemer of Yosef Adirav. So the Rav Yosef and Abayah said they would curse anyone who would say that Rav was correct and include more area into Babylonia. So the Gemara asks, Are the Rav light? Are the Shmuel light? So they only curse someone who added on like Rav, but not like Shmuel. Shmuel also added on. Light are the Rav, but Kolshikin are the Shmuel. So what we mean to say is that they, they curse somebody who would say like Rav, and certainly somebody who would say like Shmuel, because he's adding on even more. We buy same another explanation. We could say that really they only cursed about someone who said like Rav, not like Shmuel. And this Euphrates bridge was actually a lower Euphrates bridge. It wasn't above as we originally thought. Who deleted and only recently was it that they moved it, the, par- the Persians moved the bridge to be farther up.